Greg, Jeff, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can you start things off by introducing yourself to the audience? Uh, sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for having us. Appreciate the time. Uh, my name on Twitter is MS Bitcoin Life, but in the fiat and real world, it's Jeff. Um, and I've been an entrepreneur for probably 30, 35 years, building private equity-backed companies, uh, hopefully founding them, building them, and selling them. And um, for 2020, I shut down my businesses and um, started my journey down the rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, my name is Greg Hoffmeister, and um, I'm co-founder of uh, Mass Adoption, which is a meetup here in Massachusetts that Jeff and I started about 10 months ago. And uh, really excited to be building that. Uh, I fell down the rabbit hole in 2017. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, and I'm excited to be here and appreciate what you're doing for the space. Yes. Thank, thank you, gentlemen, for those introductions. And, you know, we definitely need more Bitcoiners coming out of Massachusetts. So um, anytime I talk to people, like I said, it's super exciting. But to start things off, you know, I always wanted to know where people source their Bitcoin knowledge. And either you can jump in here. Um, you know, let's kind of get a backstory on, you know, your Bitcoin journey, your rabbit hole journey, you know, whether it was books, courses or even people in the ecosystem that might have inspired you to get started into Bitcoin. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I think I, I have a little bit of a unique uh, sort of entry point into Bitcoin because uh, my first experience with it was I was in the commercial real estate business and we had a uh, we had some extra desks that we rented out to companies. And one of the companies we rented the desks to was a company called Buttercoin. And they happened to be in the Bitcoin space and they came to us as their landlord and asked if we would accept Bitcoin for the rent for their desks. And this was in 2000, the end of 2014. None of my partners or I had heard anything about Bitcoin, but we, we said yes, and we ended up accepting Bitcoin. So my first sort of taste of it was sort of value for value, a transaction, uh, someone paying Bitcoin for a service that we were providing. Um, so I think that's kind of unique, but uh, that was my first uh, you know, experience with it. And then from there... Um, I'd say probably my biggest inspiration was uh, Marty Bent and Matt O'Dell um, so from Tales from the Crypt. That's, uh, that's where I started slipping down the rabbit hole and getting a lot of information. And, of course, from there, um, you know, I watched plenty of uh, Andreas Antonopoulos videos. Um, and then just from there, got into Michael Saylor and uh, Preston Pish and everybody who we all uh, admire today in the space. Yeah, Jeff, so I'd love to hear your, your side of it. Um, so I uh, had had retail stores throughout North America, the U.S. and Canada for 30-something years. In 2020, when COVID hit and all the regulations were coming down from the state about you know social distancing and masks and all this stuff, I just decided I had two stores on, on, on Great Newbury Street in Boston, Great place to go, great place to have stores, see the community, meet the people, just a great, amazing experience. But I decided I, I wanted to give that up because I had done it for so long and I was not going to do well with all these regulations. So uh, I could kind of see the handwriting on the wall where this was headed, and I just closed. And then after that, I came home, and after working seven days a week for 35 years, I had nothing to do. I didn't even have an identity left because my businesses were closed. So it was a very difficult time for me. But I fortunately, and I don't know the specific thing, but I fortunately started uh, learning about Bitcoin. 
And some some of the main influencers at the beginning were, um, obviously, first book, I, well, I read the white paper, I read the Bitcoin standard, you know, Andrea, some of the old school guys were, were some of my instrumental guys. Um, at that point, uh, Pop was strong on content and he had great speakers. I learned a lot from, from Anthony. Um, so basically, the, you know, I just started learning more and reading more. Uh, I read probably every history book on money, you know, when money fails, uh, economics in one lesson, every, every book that most Bitcoiners read. Um, and then I just kept going deeper. And the more I did it, the more I said, boy, this actually is real. This is not a scam. And then once you really learn about monetary history, the history of empires, which are very important to understand, this is nothing new. This We've seen this throughout thousands of years. We are just at the end of an empire right now. Um, and then I just, as soon, so in March 2020, I bought my first Bitcoin, just dabbled in it. But then when Sailor went in it in the summertime, uh, I bought about $250 million in that August. I, uh, unbeknownst to my family and wife, I put out, I was all in. Uh, and here we are today. Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, hopefully your wife knows about you going all in now at this point. But, uh, you know, it's always super cool to hear people, you know, kind of how they really got into Bitcoin because everybody's story is different. You know, Bitcoin is subjective for people. But what I really want to get into is what you guys are currently building right now, which is the mass adoption Bitcoin meetup. And, you know, there's tons of Bitcoin meetups across the country. But why did you create mass adoption and why do you believe it's important for Massachusetts to be the first in leading the charge for Bitcoin adoption? I'll take that uh, to start off, uh, Jeff, can follow up. Um, you know, the, the inspiration for it, uh, and, and Jeff and I sort of came at it from, from slightly different angles, but then met up very quickly and realized that, that we were stronger together. Um, but my, my inspiration for it was uh, a chat that I had with, with Matt O'Dell uh, last, I think it was last March. And he asked specifically, "Hey, what do you? Where do you go for your meetups in in the Boston area?" He knew I was from the from the Boston area, and I uh, I didn't have a good answer for him. I I, uh, I hadn't been to one, and the ones that I had sort of researched a little bit seemed to be more crypto focused and blockchain focused, and that that didn't resonate with me. Um, and so Matt Matt Odell just simply looked me in the eyes and said, "Well, why don't you start one?" Simple as that. And I just I said I said, "Oh my God." Maybe he's right. So I came home and uh, a few other friends of mine that were with me on the trip, sort of we huddled up and we, we had our first meetup at a, at a brewery in Framingham. And it was shortly after that that I met Jeff. Um, and he had had, a, he had, had a, a meetup with Greg Foss and some other folks in Massachusetts. And I, and I thought, oh, my God, like, how did I not know about that? And uh, being, being the Bitcoiner that I was and very quickly we realized that we were going to fuse this thing together and and mass adoption was was started that was we came up with a name and um you know we've been going strong for 10 months and i think one of our one of our success our, our success is attributed to a couple things but one of them is just staying true to the mission and and that mission is bitcoin only and it's really about spreading freedom and sovereignty throughout massachusetts and therefore you know playing our part to spread it around the world um and, and we should always come back to that and everything that we do and every everybody that we talk to and everybody we ask to come speak to our to our meetup 
um, comes back to that North Star. And I think that's part of what's what's made us successful. Um, I'll let Jeff jump in, and then we can talk a little bit more about how unique it is for us to be in Massachusetts, where, quite frankly, it has a huge uh, history of revolutionaries, uh, colonists, you know, getting fed up with a government, an oppressive government, and and then taking action to do something about it. Um, and that that we 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 draw a lot of inspiration from our. Uh, founding fathers, and it, it started right here in Massachusetts. There's not much to add to what Greg just said. He, he said it very eloquently and, and succinctly. Um, I, I will say that we, Greg and I did come at uh, mass adoption from different angles, uh, and so joining forces was the right move. And then from then, we've just picked up momentum. But I have to thank our whole team at mass adoption, because without them, uh, you know, we need their building what we have visions of. So we really appreciate the team. In addition to the partners we've been lucky to have. So, for example, we've had amazing Bitcoin speakers at our meetups. We've had Greg Foss, Larry Lepar, Jason Lowry. Um, we have Luke Broyles scheduled for April. So we're just... We just founded mass adoption, but thanks to the support of all the Bitcoiners and all the partners, we've been able to to flourish. And um, we're just very thankful for the Bitcoin community. And one more thing about mass adoption. We, we're trying to spread adoption to basically everyday person. And we're doing this in a few different ways. And one of them is to throw a Bitcoin Freedom Festival coming this spring. And we want to show people they can come enjoy a food truck, joy, a tech-to-style barbecue, joy shopping for vintage clothing, enjoy Bitcoin music, uh, you know, contest price, just living their everyday life, but using Bitcoin. So we've worked on a back-end solution so all our customers and vendors can accept and pay with Bitcoin. Um, so that's one of the main things that we're doing at mass adoption of these festivals. Yes, I, I absolutely love that. You know, anytime I hear people trying to build a layer on top of Bitcoin, it's always a good thing. And, you know, we will get into the Freedom Festival. But before that, you know, I always harp on you guys being entrepreneurs. And the reason why I always harp on that is because I think it's crucially important for Bitcoiners to have multiple funnels of income, multiple ways to kind of expand or expound their approach to Bitcoin. And I think mass adoption is doing a great job at that. And, you know, like I said, both of you are serial entrepreneurs. And I really wanted to know, like, um, you know, orange pilling people can be something that can create job opportunities and set a stage for thought leaders to speak in the space or their truth on Bitcoin. Um, what is your approach with mass adoption as far as creating more funnels for people to have more opportunities to kind of speak their truth or build on top of Bitcoin? I mean, we're here with you, uh, uh, an entrepreneur as well, and maybe you don't have as many years as, as Jeff and I under your belt yet, but it's encouraging and inspiring to see, you know, you uh, building your business and, and, and being, a, uh, being an entrepreneur yourself. So, um, you know, it just takes... It, it just takes a, a willingness to take risk, uh, put yourself out there, um, surround yourself with good people, and and sort of you know be a curious person, be someone who doesn't want to work, <laughs> you know necessarily for a, a big multi-layered corporation. You know you sort of want to you want to be sovereign. You want to uh, make your own decisions. 
um, you know, work with a team, but also be flexible and have that team be nimble and, uh, and, and be able to uh, shift and adjust on the fly. That's kind of, to me, what, what being an entrepreneur has been about. Um, I did start a, a commercial real estate company with three other partners that we ran for about 20 years. Uh, in the Boston area, and we had offices in, in Palo Alto and New York and sort of built that business up and really got to see all aspects of running a business and being an entrepreneur. Um, what, what I see translating to, to mass adoption, and, and Jeff mentioned it, like the team that we've, that we've uh, put together, and, it, and it's really, we just attracted Bitcoiners, you know, and this is this is an amazing thing. And I mentioned this before we had a dinner and I, and I sort of looked around the room and I said, this is amazing. You know, like all these people that are, are contributing to mass adoption and, and doing and have their own skill sets and, and they're attaching on and, and finding ways to add value for, for themselves, but also for mass adoption as a whole. It's it's incredible because I hired people. I tried to build, you know an organization and, and finding the right people to, to fill the different roles and, and, and have the right talents and have the right mentality to join, you know, your team. That's a hard thing to do, but with mass adoption, and I think it has to do with, because we're all working for Bitcoin at the end of the day, um, the core values, the, the work ethic, the proof of work, the, the understanding of, of, you know, how you can contribute to the whole, and ben and have that benefit you as a sovereign individual. Like these are the these are the things that are making it really easy and amazing to build a team around mass adoption. Because uh, we're all we're all sort of heading in the in the same direction. And uh, I just can't I can't speak highly enough about you know the the work ethic and the mentality of the team and and the and Jeff as a as a co-founder and uh, all the people that we've worked with all the supporters. Um, it's just pretty amazing. But to, speaking to your point, there are opportunities to to make a living out of this and to, you know, again, double down on what your talents might be. You might be a good writer. You might be a good podcaster. You might be a good organizer. You might be a good musician. Um, all those things with with Bitcoin at the base layer and lightning as as a way to facilitate payments. I mean, we're in the early innings of this thing, but I see the future where everyone's going to be getting sats flow out of this thing. Um, not only mass adoption, all the people associated and affiliated with it. And it's a big opportunity. Um, to, to add to what Greg just said, number one, the, what he talked about, about building the right team and everyone on the same page. It is, I, I'm almost 60 years old. I built companies for over 30 years. I built them in Canada. I built them in the U S the hardest struggle for for an entrepreneur is finding the right team, putting the right people on the right seats on the bus, just everything. And that's the biggest struggle. And that's what usually slows down companies because they expand too quickly and they don't have enough backfill of strong employees to back up what they're doing. And then they get into trouble. With this, it's truly amazing. I hope everyone really thinks about this because this is 100% accurate. About 10 months ago, Greg and I and a few of the mass adoption guys were sitting around having lunch saying, geez, what, how can we make this bigger? What should we do? And I said, well, what's your skill set? You know, what's your niche? And one guy said, well, I'm a computer scientist. I'm like, check. What's your niche? I'm a writer. Check. What's your niche? Oh, I'm an energy guy. Check. What's your niche? I'm a web developer. 
check. Brett, and we're like, guys, we have a team right here. So let's get going. And from that day on, it's been full throttle the whole way. And it's been the easiest, most seamless thing to do that I've ever done in my whole life. So it's truly amazing. And it's because of the power and belief in Bitcoin. That's it. It would not happen in any other world. I mean, Greg Foss famously says in the fiat world, or at least on Wall Street, 90-something percent of those people are takers. And here, every bit, so what, you pass the litmus test. Once I know you're a Bitcoin maxi, I pretty much know your character. I pretty much know you, where you stand on things. Let's go. And, and that's how it is. It's truly amazing. You know, what's so interesting, right, is like, you know, being from Mass and just having that spirit of America, you know, kind of like in our DNA, being from the state. I really think that, you know, you're right, Jeff, like it's a litmus test and it really requires people to stand on truth and honesty. And, you know, when you kind of traverse the Internet or traverse the Bitcoin ecosystems, you know, Bitcoin has a way of kind of keeping people in check in a sense with, quote unquote, toxic maximalism. But I don't truly think that it's actually actually toxic i think it's just kind of keeping people in line to stay focused and laser focused on what the actual end goal is and not be distracted by all the other noise that you see in the ecosystem and you know i really wanted to talk about you know having that spirit and having that you know ambitious hustlers energy when it comes to building something such as a company or business and i know that you're an ms survivor and i wanted to know like you know it's very difficult to be an ms survivor and i wanted to know like what is your you know what what causes you or you know allows you to push through even though you have like you know a, a disease that is very like physically imposing on your body could actually help people that want to get into bitcoin that might be dealing with an illness such as yourself it's just a mental choice no matter how hard it is i mean like this morning i tried to tie my sneaker and i fell over like it's not easy but what's the other choice so i find it as sort of a binary choice contribute and live life or be a victim and be a taker. And I don't want to be that way. I know one day that my time will come to have people to have to help me and wait on me. But right now, the time is not here right now. So that gives me more impetus. And Greg sometimes has to calm me down because I, uh, I like things done quickly and I like them executed properly and efficiently and just move on. So uh, it, sometimes it puts me over too much on the other side of things because I'm interacting with healthy people that have normal time frames. Um, so I have to combine my high time preference and my low time preference mentality because I'm a low time preference guy. But when your days are numbered, you sort of become a higher time preference guy. So it's sort of a, a nice little sort of back and forth of where, where you have to be. I always keeps me excited. Ying and yang. I was gonna. I was just gonna add to that, Jeff. You know, um, because what I what I you know, having gotten to know you over the last you know ten months, um, what I've witnessed is exactly what you said. Sort of, you know, no excuses. You know, if there's a meetup in New Hampshire at ten o'clock, you know, you're gonna you you want to be there, and um, and that is. It's inspiring to see you, you know, get up every day and sort of put the proof of work in to have a to have a good day. You know, it's 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 a lot easier for a lot of us to to do that, and we take it for granted. And and what it, what it really is, it, it it highlights to me the finite nature of our time. You know, and, and you 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 get up every day and you're thanking the Lord that you that you that you woke up, 
and then and then you realize like your clock is ticking, you know, and we, it's clicking it's clicking down for all of us. But I just think someone who's who's in your position, who's battling with the condition you are, I think it's just that much more acute that you're that that time is precious. Now, I marry that. I've been saying this for the last couple months because it just seems to resonate with with myself and with others. Is like we need we need a money that is as finite as our time. Because if you're gonna trade your time for some value in return, that value in return better be as hard and as finite as your time or else, you're, or else it's not a fair deal. And it really isn't. And, and that's what everybody is working with right now with fiat money. We're, it's, and, and it's not a fair deal. We've been told if we get up and we work hard and we focus and we, and we you know, uh, put a honest day's labor into something that we should get something in return for that and that's not the deal right now so to me that's what i'm fighting for like that's why i think bitcoin is so important because everybody in this whole world has a finite you know amount of minutes that are ticking down and until we have a system of money that can match that it, it's not a fair deal so i see it i think we all see it we all, that's why we're doing this and uh, it's just a matter of time since till we wake other people up to the fact that uh, the current system is is not fair. Most definitely. And, you know, I wanted to say to Jeff on air, like, you know, he's an inspiration to not only the people that he's around, but people that don't know him yet. Because when people come to these meetups, they see him on YouTube or they see him speaking about, you know, the struggles and just having that low time preference that Greg mentioned. I think that that's an inspiration for all of us to actually really get on the horse and laser focus in on our goals and try to actually reach the, the, the tiers and the goals that we wish you want to meet. And I think that with Bitcoin, like you said, Greg, this is a place and a time where, um, people's eyes are opening up to, you know, the fiat corrupted system where, you know, when you're coming from the city that we come from, you know, it's a tough city with tough people. And I think that that blue collar mentality lives in strong within our DNA where, you know, we don't have a problem getting up and working and putting in those hours, but we also want to see the benefit and the reward from the end of the day's work. And when you look at the cost of inflation, the taxes, the cost of living continue to increase, um, people want to, people want a way out, people want an outlet. And I think that, um, you know, mass adopting Bitcoin people into Bitcoin through your meetups is one of those things that's really going to help people get to the next level of understanding that where this thing is going for sure. Yeah, can, can I just add one little piece? The bottom line is it's not a new story. We're getting stolen from silently through inflation throughout every year in history. It's always been there. Now it's it's more because they printed so much money that the inflation is now, you know, getting out of control. That's that's always been the case, and there's never been an alternative. What are you going to do? Go use the yuan instead of the U.S. It's all the same theft. Doesn't matter. But because of the discovery of Satoshi Nakamoto, we now have an option, and we now have something we can fight back with. And that's why I do what I do, and I'm sure that why you guys do what you do. And I'm doing this, obviously, for my kids and grandkids. I mean, I can handle the next 20 years with this inflation, whatever. But I want my children to be sovereign and free and to be able to work and have that work translate into a money that does not get inflated away or debased. The answer is Bitcoin. The only answer is Bitcoin. And we will win.
100%. And Greg, I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm sure you have a family that you, you know, you're looking to take care of. And, you know, you guys have this Freedom Rally coming. And I think that the Freedom Rally is going to be something really big for the city. And I wanted you guys to kind of explain and really break down like more about what the festival is going to be. And this is a two part question on um, the second half of that question is, and of course we don't have a crystal ball. We can't tell what the future holds, but um, do you plan on having more, having this be um, a yearly event that people can always look forward to? We want to, we want to throw this festival because we, we want to bring mass adoption to more people than just our monthly meetups. And we think Boston is ripe for a, a festival and a coming together of people that are all, um, whether whether they've been introduced to Bitcoin yet or not, that's why we're calling it a freedom festival because we're trying to attract people that wake up and say, yeah, I'm I'm all for freedom. You know, that's that's part of like living in America is is about having is is being free. Um, so that's kind of what what the freedom festival is about. When they get there, we're going to educate them. We're going to introduce them to Bitcoin as a tool to help continue to spread freedom, continue to, uh, you know, uh, preserve our inalienable rights as, uh, as humans. Um, and so, of course, we hope this is just the spark of, you know, a festival that we can be, that can be annual. And in fact, uh, you know, Jeff has, talked about this from the beginning that you know this is the type of thing that if, if we can get it going we could roll this out in other cities as well so uh, i mean who doesn't want to support a freedom festival you know for all the right reasons so so boston just like the shot heard around the world at bunker hill like the freedom festival in boston hopefully is just that first shot and we attract as many people as we can from boston from massachusetts from outside of the state anybody who wants to support us and we already have uh, BJ and hopefully Greg Foss from Canada coming down as well. So um, it, it really is hopefully just the beginning. And, and we know we don't have a lot of time because we're going to have this thing in the end of June. And, uh, you know, but with the team we have, the street smarts, we're going to we're going to put something together and it'll be a good time. And uh, it will be done in our own unique way. Um, and again, it's just a start. So you know we're aware of how many conferences there are out there and all that stuff this is not another conference this is you know carving its own path where it ends we don't know uh as an entrepreneur you know i started businesses i had no idea what was going but i knew it felt right and i just kept saying keep doing it it feels right money started coming in and customers started coming in and i just kept on doing it and then built the business and that's how this is this feels like the right thing it's different than every other conference we're inviting everyone in people that are non-corners all corners everyone we want to show them that you can live an everyday fun life using bitcoin um and then we're you know we're using ibex and strike to help us facilitate merchants making payments um so it's very exciting. I mean, just like in the old days when the Minutemen were meeting at the local pubs discussing revolution quietly, here we are meeting at pubs again, talking about Bitcoin and uh, discussing the peaceful revolution of Bitcoin. So it's very similar. And we hope it, uh, we hope it goes the same way with uh, 
disruptive change with that more and i just love the movement i love everything that you guys are building and continuing to build and before we go you know could you guys give out your social media handles and any future endeavors that you want the people to know about mass adoption my, my twitter profile is ms uh, i'm sorry my name is ms bitcoin life but my my handle is at btc underscore ms underscore thriving btc underscore ms underscore thriving um and that's that's where you can find me. But my main focus is mass adoption, so that's where people should re really go. Um, yeah, I have a, a couple Twitter handles. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at GW Hoffmeister, my last name. And I also run the, the mass adoption uh, Twitter handle, which is at uh, BTC underscore mass, M-A-S-S. -S. And we have a website, uh, www.massadoption.net. So a lot of information there. Once again, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Jeff, for having this Bitcoin conversation on the Bitcoin source. Have a good one.